Hey friends, welcome to episode 34 of the Lucky Few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather, Mercedes, and Micah. And friends, today you're joining us for a last minute jump in hot topic episode. I feel like this is our first hot topic. I know. (laughs) Well, I mean, that we've like jumped on like this, like, okay. This is in the news. We have to talk about it. And we're like scurrying. So let me just set the stage here real quick. Mercedes is on Eastern time. Oh, man. <laughs> in where are you at, girl? North one Carolina. Of the, Carolina. One of the Carolinas. So it's 11 p.m., 11, yes. 17 yeah. p.m. We've got Micah in Mountain Time. Where are you at, girl? That's right. I'm in Riedoso, New Mexico, <laughs> at having some cousins camp. Hey, so, bueno. Yeah. Um, and I am in... Kihei Maui, where it is 5, 15, 17. What time is it for you, Micah? 9? Uh, yes, 9.15. Okay, and 5.15 here, and I am drinking what I call a, it's not a Mai Tai, it's a Pai Tai, where I just mix rum and pog, which is passion orange guava juice. Oh, cheers. Wow. Cheers to is me. This, is, cheers to you. Cheers is to this you. your daily, this is your daily happy hour time? Well, one of the things, we're here for 24 days, and one of my goals, because I set my goals real high, <laughs> was to um, master a Mai Tai, a homemade Mai Tai that's not as sugary. Yes. So okay. trying to okay. use all, no only fresh ingredients. And I yes. made a pretty pretty dang good Mai Tai, but I'm out of all those ingredients. So now I have rum and I have pog. So that's my drink. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to go back to the store. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. So that's where we're at, but we felt like this topic was important enough, um, and not that others aren't, but we felt like there was a need to jump on and open up a discussion about this between the three of us and within our community and anybody listening, um, because it's in the news and it's, I've had a lot of people reach out on social media, um, bringing it to my attention or asking opinions. I know Micah and Mercedes have had the same, and it is the topic topic of of Sean and Andrew East, who recently went on they have their youtubers um and they have been people have been following their pregnancy journey they had had a miscarriage which is tragic and awful and then they got pregnant again and at their 20 week ultrasound there were signs that may have suggested that the baby might have down syndrome um that you can look online at all this there's something with the kidneys and something mm-hmm. with the umbilical cord <clears throat> excuse me and then just a couple days ago um, they found out that that wasn't the case. And so there was a video that went out on their YouTube channel that was like a big celebration that the baby was, I'm using air quotes, healthy mm-hmm. and yes. didn't have Down syndrome and did also didn't have these other issues. The kidneys were okay. Everything else is okay. And then all the media outlets picked it up. Um, and it's been like a big to-do. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, there's a lot being communicated, but I think one of the main messages and the reason we're talking about it is that what's being communicated is there's a celebration and an exhale and a thank you, Jesus, prayers were answered. The baby does not have Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I feel like needless to say, those of us in the Down syndrome community, that strikes a chord with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just wanted to talk about it a little bit, the three of us, and and that's where we're at. So friends, welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. So before we jump in, ladies, if I can, I also want to set the stage and the tone saying the three of us want to enter this just full of grace. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't want to bring any shame upon the East family for the way that they've responded. I know that of the three of us, Micah's the only one who had an in utero diagnosis. And so she can relate more closely to the feelings that new parents are going to have with a in utero diagnosis or the idea of praying that this isn't the case. Um, Mm -hmm. We really don't want to shame anybody here. We fully understand where they're coming from yes, and why they would feel how they feel and why they would communicate it the way that they do. But as narrative shifters, and the point of this whole podcast is to shift that Down syndrome narrative, um, and I talk about it in my new book, I talk about this vision I have where you get a diagnosis and, we're, and people are given high fives and like 
people who are looking on are thinking, wow, you're so lucky to get a child with Down syndrome, like to get to that point, right? Like we're, how do we get to that point? And that this is an example of being very far from that. So no shame here, friends, but we also are mamas who have kids with Down syndrome and love them very much and love this community very fiercely. And we all have strong opinions. That is why yes. we created a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I'm setting the stage, girls. Who wants to jump in first? Oh, my goodness. You want to, Micah? Sure. I mean, I think there's there's sort of three things that have stood out to me about this. Okay. Um, and one is just the use of the word healthy and how do we um, – how do we think about what what health means? I mean, I think that there are that just you know for us, we know that just our, for our child to just have Down syndrome does not mean that they're unhealthy, right. Um, right? But I think that that in our culture is thrown around a lot, and um, and so I'm interested in that. I'm I'm wondering what you guys think about that. That that was how the East presented this. We were praying for a healthy baby is what they kind of kept saying. And and then they got the the results that their baby didn't have Down syndrome and they were praising God for a healthy baby. And those comments, you know, that I started seeing under the YouTube page um, were and also under their Instagram page at first were just a lot of people who were like, you know, praise God. The the like prayers were answered. That that sort of thing. Um, so I want to I want to hear what you guys think about the term healthy, and I want to hear what you think about when people throw around prayer <laughs> when it comes to a child having Down syndrome or not having Down syndrome, how that makes you feel, um, and and I think that that's those are two of the things that we have seen a lot online. So I'll stop with those two. Whoever wants to jump in, um, I'll jump in. I, I wonder, too, in my opinion in this, if it's at all, I don't know, just even sensitive, just being pregnant currently and coming up to my 20-week appointment, and I use the word healthy, but I feel like I use it differently when I'm in pregnancy than I do when I, t- when I think about my kids that are here, when I think about Sunflower and my boys. I feel like I just use the term healthy because of that's a social norm like when you're pregnant and you're praying for your child because that's all you can really do is pray for your baby in your womb you're just praying for a healthy baby and that kind of just is like this umbrella word that just blankets everything and I was describing to Andy because watching the today show video part of um the east family interview I felt was way different than when I actually watched their interview firsthand and saw what they said as a couple without the extra of the today show, you know, I felt like it was different. And so then I, I felt like I could relate with them because honestly, anytime I go to an ultrasound, I want no news. I want to hop, go there. I want to hear the baby heartbeat. I want them to all smile at me and I walk out the door. I want no news. Yes. Because I feel like you're just so hypersensitive and you're so not in control that, I mean, anything. Oh, oh, that's weird that the, I didn't see this. And you're like, what? What didn't you see? Let me let me know. And then you're already within seconds spinning with, I don't know, mommy fear. So I... I feel like I use the term healthy in pregnancy alone, like in when the baby's in my room as this blanket of like, Lord, I don't know what else to pray for besides please help this baby to make it full term and the baby's healthy. And I don't ever really define it past that because I haven't been in a position to have to define it past that. And I do though, I do wonder though, Because also I feel like I'm so heavily in the Down syndrome community and I've said yes to Down syndrome as an adoptive mom, but that was in my control. What about a different diagnosis that is out of my control? How would I react? What if it wasn't Down syndrome? What about all the other, 
I don't know. I just start going because that's just what's in my head and in my heart and in my mind right now when I pray for the baby in my belly. So health, I even, I'm guilty of throwing the word around healthy. And I think it just feels like a different blanket umbrella word when you're praying for your baby in the womb as opposed to health wise of your child outside the womb for me personally, for me personally. Right. Yeah. I, I, I was just going to say, I, when, when Ace was three months old, I wrote a article about what my pregnancy had been like after I got the diagnosis. Um, and it, and at, and the titles of the article is as long as the baby's healthy, but yeah. what if he's not? And, and, just what I talked about in the article was how once I got his prenatal diagnosis, everywhere I went, strangers would say to me, Oh, how's the pregnancy going? And, um, and I had this heavy weighted grief and I didn't know how to talk. I, I didn't want to talk to people, strangers about it. I, it was so tender. I could, I had told a few people, but, um, to me, at that moment, it felt like he wasn't healthy. There were so many possible complications, you know. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for my echocardiogram. I'm, you know, no, like, are is he growing enough? They're afraid he's not growing enough. Oh, wait, now I'm not making enough, you know, like, fluid and, right, right. you know, partial bed rest and all these things that started happening. And, um, and I was like, I'm going to pull out my hair if some else says, oh, all that matters is that the baby's healthy, right? right. You know, like, the, and it was every conversation. And I would try right. my hardest to make a joke or something like, you know, how's the pregnancy going? And I couldn't say how the pregnancy was going. It hurt too much. And I would make a joke about, I'm having a third boy. And people would laugh and they'd be like, oh, you know, as long as the baby's healthy. Yeah, and, totally. And it, and it just felt like I was being stabbed every time, like... Like, I can't, I can't tell you that I feel, you know, I, now I would look back and say, oh, Ace was healthy. Like there, sure there's complications, sure there's things coming. But at that moment, I felt like I was having a a very unhealthy baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's so interesting, like if you go through their Instagram page and read all the comments on the video where they share that the baby is in fact healthy, that a lot of people who are commenting back to people in the Down syndrome community who are like, feeling irritated by the whole situation. They're saying, how in the world can you shame someone for wanting a healthy baby? You know, like everybody wants a healthy baby. That's what everybody wants. And I think it just even takes it deeper. Like, well, what, what does healthy mean? You know? And then if we all want a healthy babies and that, you know, as an adoptive mom, my first adoption was, that's what I wanted. I wanted a healthy infant. How can I get a healthy infant? But I think that it, it does bring up like, okay, so then if your child is not healthy, like if your child, even with a Down syndrome diagnosis does have a congenital heart defect, which both of my kids did, um, how are we valuing life here? And when you, when we're celebrating the fact that a child doesn't have these things, then is that saying that, that it is a bad thing. And while I don't want my kids to have to go through open heart surgery, like what, what is defining them? You know, is this, what yeah. part is bad? What should we be afraid of? What should we fight against? What should we celebrate? Um, like how is every worth life worth celebrating? Like are the babies who have an in utero diagnosis of fill in the blank? Are those lives worth celebrating? Or is that, are those lives to be feared and, and feel devastation towards? And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know how I feel. Um, but I've also never been pregnant, so I can't, I can't really speak to that. You know what I mean? Like to the, to go, like you were saying, Mercedes, to going into an ultrasound and, and, and having the doctor say, hang on a second here, or having the tech say, oh, the doctor needs to come and your gut just drops because you know something is wrong. I don't know, guys, it, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. And I, and I do think but what's tricky about in utero diagnosis is it's marked by scary things. 
right? Totally. Like, oh, their ki- their kidneys are whatever, or their umbilical cord, or a heart, or it is like those things that you don't want your child to have, right? Because it right. means surgery and it means medication and it means all these hard things. And those um, are health are issues. Healthy. Totally. Totally. Right. And so then like separating that from Down syndrome. Right. It, can we do that? Because that's what leads to diagnosis. Otherwise, right. that's how doctors are determining if a child has Down syndrome. Right. Often. Right. And I don't know enough about the medical stuff either to really speak into that with authority. So I just need to say that up front too. Mm. too. Right. Right. But it is interesting to me that like I don't – I think of ACE – as being himself, you know, and I think of it and he's himself and that self has Down syndrome. There are plenty of crazy things that are, that come along with it. Just this week, I was like, had this amazing appointment with a doctor in my parents' hometown who works almost completely with children with Down syndrome. And we were talking about his, like how his sleep apnea is has been making him wake up in the middle of the night and just be, it's like someone just poured Red Bull down his throat and he's like running around like a madman. And and so there's just weird stuff that happens. But like that's, and that's a health concern, right? Sleep apnea is a health concern and definitely heart condition. ACE is asthma, ear tubes, you know, like all of those things are challenges that we face face and they are health challenges right but but ace is not a health challenge right he's my little boy and part of who he is is like that he has down syndrome and i think that for us when we see something like this it's really hard for us to be able to communicate that to the outside world Um, because what they are seeing is down syndrome is all of these scary things. And when right, we're right. seeing Down syndrome and what we want the world to see is, no, Down syndrome is part of our kids and it's, a, it's an amazing part of our kids. Right, right. And there's just this huge gap between those two visions. How do you How do, do, you, do you... okay, so two things to that. First, um, how do you do both? Because I feel like I I love this conversation because... I still am trying to figure out like, like I think sunflower's healthy. I think she's really healthy. She doesn't have heart issues. Um, she doesn't have cancer. Like she doesn't have these scary things that if you are just only having your baby diagnosed with down syndrome in your belly and you're Googling down syndrome and you see the sweet pictures, you know you can do it. You see Hooray for Sunny. Oh, my gosh, she's a gem. Okay, and also A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like this yeah. can yeah. be can a part be of her future. future. How can we acknowledge that, have human feelings about fear in that, and then as also at the same time be like, well, I love Down syndrome anyways, and this stuff may happen 100%, but I also know for a fact that people with Down syndrome live full lives. They are capable. We will have fun. She will love. I will love her. Like I, I, I want to be able to acknowledge because it's true. Both of yeah, those things. Absolutely. And it, and I love that you brought that up, Merce, because with both of my kids having had heart defects, I'll talk to parents who are like who have a kid with Down syndrome in the Down syndrome world. Who are like, and thank God they were born healthy. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty thankful my kids were born how they were. And I can say that because we're on the other side of things, right? Like both of my kids' heart defects have been resolved. Um, I'm not like wishing anyone their child going through open heart surgery for a second. But I can, at the exact same time, I'm so freaking grateful I had both those experiences. Yeah. Because, and it's not, I can't even explain it. But again, because we're on the other side of things, had one of them died or we're still having cardiac complications. That's, I don't know where I'd sit with that, but even, even within the Down syndrome community, I've had a little bit of like a, uh, I don't know what the word is. You know, when people are like, yeah, like a little bit of like, I don't like my gut doesn't like when you say it, I'm just so grateful. My kid's healthy. Right. I'm so grateful. My kids who my kid is. Right. Uh, And do we just feel defensive because we're mama bears though, too? Can we just not help it? 
and just be like, Hey, that's personal. And you're like, okay, (laughs) maybe it's not personal. personal. (laughs) Dear heavenly father, (laughs) help me have grace. You know, I think that, I think that's a piece. And I also think that it takes us back to asking the big questions of what defines the worth of a human being. Yeah. And what, and so like in these comments, there was some, a lot of comments. There was one that really struck me and I should try to find it. I'll look and see if I can find it. But it was basically like, nobody wants, everybody wants their child to be healthy and live a full life and have independence. And that's very rare for people with Down syndrome to have full independence without some kind of support. Right. And I'm thinking what my kids have taught me is that I would like my children as adults to be kind, loving people who embrace other human beings. Like that's more important to me than my child living independently. And then what do we say to the mama who's 34 year old neurotypical able-bodied son is sleeping in the basement you know like playing games this can happen to anybody (laughs) so so that that piece is like well let's just I think for that person who says that she and I have very different goals for ourselves and for our children right and I'm hoping that humanity shifts more towards my goal, <laughs> no, but really shifts more towards like seeing the worth and value in all human beings and wanting to learn from each other and grow with one another and embrace each other fully. Not say if you don't fit in this mold, you're out. Right. You know? Right. And so what do we say? Like, what do you, like I, like, cause even when I was thinking about what I wanted to write a post about you know I wanted to be right I want to address this and then I was like no I don't I'm, I'm so much better talking I'm gonna wait till I talk with Mike and Heather I don't know what to say <laughs> but <laughs> I kept thinking in my head like okay if I want to shift the narrative and not use the word healthy what would I say instead what would I pray for you know because that's like the word healthy has become a social norm it just has and so it's like one of those word word things you know where you're like sherbet and then you realize are you saying sherber and then <laughs> <laughs> this is a it's bad just example like sherber and sherber. yeah are you talking about the ice cream <laughs> yeah did you, you do that example. you say <laughs> it wrong real... and then you learn one day oh like sorbet sorbet okay. i'm just saying okay. that's okay. how but that's how innocent i really think people are using that word healthy so what what should we be saying instead? Like, what's our narrative shift? <laughs> is it like, I would like to have a child who is fully loved and embraced by all of society. I don't know. Cause you want a healthy kid. I don't fault people for that. It is hard to have a kid who has medical issues. It is hard. Well, cause you also think, okay, mental health. Like when I use the word healthy umbrella, I, when I say it's an umbrella, I'm thinking in my head, Uh, I'm thinking of all the things like, and dare I say, I'm thinking genetically healthy. I'm thinking mentally healthy, physically healthy, spiritually healthy. Like it just covers everything. So I am like, okay, Lord, I want to, I mean, besides your will be done, just bring this baby into my arms. Like, what are we saying? I kept getting stuck on that because I, I wanted to give something else to offer besides like, Hey, look at my daughter. She's worth her life. But I don't think they were saying that she wasn't. And I don't necessarily people that are saying healthy is trying to denounce sunflowers life. I just think we do. We just pray for health. I don't know. I, yeah, I just, I I think it's so complicated. It is. It is. It's really nuanced. And I think that's what the media missed here. Yes. And I think, and I, I'll take us to that part of the conversation is I don't, I don't have a lot of fault with Sean and Andrew totally, and the way that they went about this, except that they, that I think that when you are scared of the unknown and you have a platform like that, then there's Mm. a responsibility to make that unknown known before you put something in the world. And I think they were afraid of a downstream diagnosis or whatever the diagnosis may be because there's an unknown there. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're not going to do the work to make that unknown in their life, then I don't think you should get to talk about it. I don't think anyone should get to talk about Down syndrome unless mm-hmm. they have a loved one with Down syndrome or they have Down syndrome, period. Right. Um, I really strongly believe that. 
But then where my issues lie is with the media, because it wasn't just today, although today's show did a huge piece on them, um, or a, a widely watched piece, I should say. Right. But it was all these other media outlets, and their whole spin on it was, you know, good news. What was it? I'm going to look it up. It was like the exact phrasing. It was like, um, I'm going to find it quickly, you guys. Don't worry. John Johnson gives uplifting update after pregnancy complications. Right. And so, so yeah. the uplifting yeah. update yeah. is that your kid's, kid's not like my kid. My kid. I'm yeah. not sure how I'm supposed to receive, receive that. that. Right. You know? Right. right. Well, and I think that, that that leads into also this conversation about prayer mm. where you, like, the the whole idea that that some people get their prayers answered and they don't have a baby with Down syndrome. Right. And those of us who do are the ones who got ignored or yep. the ones who, <laughs> we uh, who, you know, like we were, we were, we were good enough or we didn't pray hard enough or, um, you know, there was nobody sh- like commenting praise God on our Instagram post where we said our baby had Down syndrome. Right. And, and that's the thing that just gets me like, it just gets me down deep because mm-hmm. this is because Ace has been God's greatest, one of God's greatest gifts to me. And I didn't know how to pray for Ace to show up, but I do know that I had prayers answered. I'd been praying for my older boys to grow in kindness and generous gentleness and generosity. And I didn't know how that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and then like the answer to that prayer was Ace showing up in our lives. Mm. There's the answer to a lot of my prayers has been Ace showing up in my life. And right. so my thought when I, when I saw that, like God has answered my prayers was, oh man, like God, ans- like I'm sorry that the other things didn't get answered, <laughs> you know, like right. the, the, cause there are some really good prayers that got answered in my life right? from Ace being born. And, you know, Maybe they got the easier thing, but they missed out on a lot. Yeah, totally. I I had a friend at church who got um got an maybe it was an injury diagnosis, and then but it wasn't a very high percentage or something. Anyways, right after her son was born, she and I grabbed coffee, and we had it was us meeting for the first time. It was like a a friend of a friend, and she said we just prayed and prayed and prayed, and I guess our prayers weren't answered, and it just. I'm, I have a thick skin and I'm not easily offended, but I want people to hear what they're saying when they say that to me, yeah. you know, like it really is that you're looking at my kids and you are pleading with the Lord that your kid is not like my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, and it's not like my kid's a bummer and not that any kid is a bummer, but it, my kids are freaking rad, <laughs> you know? Right. And it's, and I don't think people think think that far or think that deeply or think that outside of themselves when they're saying these things. And I hope that as humanity, we can get to that place where we're like, okay, I'm going to think, I'm going to think about the nuances here. I'm going to think a little more outside of my own emotions. Um, and and what be this respectful. Might yeah. Yeah. And I'm not upset. Like, even when she said that, I can take it. You know, like, if you totally. are a new mom and you yeah. have these emotions, that's the thing I always want to say. You, I, we have so much grace for where you're at in your journey 100%. and where you're at with your emotions and where you're at with how you feel with your diagnosis. We have so much grace for that. But we're, I think for the three of us, and you, I don't want to speak for you guys, but we really are trying to create another way of thinking about these things, you know, and trying to really open up people's minds and hearts and souls to, um, to what it means to have a child with Down syndrome and what it means for us and for the world. And, and it means a lot of good things, you know, like, and I like your yeah. point in the beginning too, Heather, of talking about how it was less about the East family, um, interview that they gave on their YouTube and more about how the Today Show and other things publicize the celebration without um, giving any kind of real recognition to the awesome lives that people with Down syndrome are living right now. Like there's two 
there's two stories to tell in that. And like, there is ways to be in like, including all of that information, you know, like I just, they missed out on totally using their platform. Yeah. And I shared this with you guys, but like with the today show specifically, you know, with, I had a book come out a month ago or four weeks ago and, um, with a PR firm that's very closely linked to today's show and presented the story of Scooter Make Room to today. And they're saying, oh, this doesn't match or fit into anything that we're doing this summer. And then, but you can easily make a story fit in with a counter narrative. Right. Because it's famous people. And, and it's just like the people, the media just needs to be held responsible, I think, for what they're putting into the world. 100%. Um, because they don't, they just don't know. Because if you knew, you wouldn't share these kinds of stories. Right. Right? And you would and share you- them different. I feel like, because even with certain um, things I've been a part of where moms have shared their personal story, where it was from grief to joy, I feel like that's a beautiful story. I feel like, okay, I went through this, but I didn't know this. Like I, it felt like a storm, but then I found like my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Like I felt like they missed out on that. Like I love being honest and truthful, but with the whole story of it, all the feelings that come with that. And I think that's true humanity. And I think news can do that. And I, and it's a bummer that they choose or in this case, they chose, they chose not, not to. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't you guys think that this is a risk of just um, our social media culture too? Like yes. The, oh, YouTube yes. Chan- the YouTube channel. I, I, and Heather, you hit on this a little bit. But this was raw. It was fresh for the East family. Right. And to have, like, for them to be posting right in the midst of it, to post this first thing that they're waiting for test results, yes. to post the reaction immediately after getting these test results, that was, I think that that sort of, at least for me, as I've been on social media now for 10 years and my years of blogging, I think have taught me to be a lot more leery of my strong emotions and not to like post what's happening immediately. I think it's a danger. And I think we kind of have seen what that danger is in this story because all they were doing was sharing with this giant audience their feelings at the moment. And those feelings are totally valid to have with your family. And it is totally valid to jump in your husband's arms and to jump up and down that you got good results things that you were really worried about, about your baby aren't going to happen. But, um, when you share it out in the world, then you have to be held responsible for how it comes across to everybody else, because it's not just about your feelings. It's about, um, the, the message you're conveying and the narrative that you are linking yourself to. And that's what's happened here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree especially when you're a public figure and you want to be a public figure. I feel like they want to be public figures and they are. So you need to give yourself processing time. (laughs) You know, like I was talking to Andy about that. He's like, I just feel like they could have, you know, this is big news. First time parents. I just remember just first time parents. You're like a bride all over again. You're a little bit bridezilla. (laughs) All the emotions, highs and lows. And so you just need to, I don't know when you're them, if you were me, you could maybe get away with being silly, but if you're them, like you gotta be serious and you gotta think about everything. And that was one thing that a lot of people kept mentioning, like my adult or my teenager with Down syndrome was wondering like, why was something wrong with me? Like, I do think that lends to an opportunity for conversation because also maybe I, okay. So when I first saw the thing, I was like, okay, I totally get what they're coming from. And at, at certain points for different moms who are advocates, which all moms are advocates. I was kind of like, are we kind of jumping down their throat right now? You know? And like every day 
I'm kind of looking around and someone's looking at sunflower every day. I kind of feel like I have thick skin. So if my adult, so I assume that my adult or teenager, if they were to see something like that on a show, I'm, I'm going to be ready to have a conversation. I feel like I'm going to have to have that even with my boys who are mixed race. Like I just am prepared. I don't, for some reason I don't, I get bummed, but I don't get sad because I also think it's a reality. And as advocates, I feel like we also need to equip our kids with tools and equip ourselves for these hard conversations. Anywho, um, I, I felt like, um, the social media thing was a big deal. And I even felt like with me being a part of this podcast, I'm like, Ooh, what would I say? You know, because this is even a platform and so I kind of even sometimes feel like scared. I like had to process too. So I didn't post anything because I'm like, I need to, I just want to have a conversation about it and not come to my own statement of conclusion. And I feel like that's with social media, we come to conclusions and make statements way too fast without having any face-to-face or like other person weighing in which is very dangerous for sure for sure and I think that it like we can even just say the fact that we're talking about it that I think the three of us recognize that we have we have people listening to our voices you know and that I think people want to know what we what we're going to say and I'm not saying that like braggy um but that there's a responsibility and so we need to we need to um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? There's a phrase that I'm not thinking of. Sorry, you guys. Oh my god! Uh, it's that think, pod think hard. drink you're well, making. making. <laughs> <laughs> the pod. Your mug. My pie tie. Your pie tie. Um, you have to. You have to steward well the things that you have, and what the East family has is a following of millions, essentially, and you you got it. You have to steward that well. Um, and I think everyone's doing the best they can with what they know. But again, if you are feeling a certain way about a diagnosis that you're unfamiliar with, then you have to familiarize yourself before you yeah. can go on with that kind of an audience and make right. a statement, in yeah. my opinion. Mine too. I agree. Yeah. So the next step is just for Sean to come on here. Sean, <laughs> you hear us out there? Sean, Shawnee, and uh, we'll just tell you all about how great our kids are, and that'll be great. So Yeah, and I feel like I want to say, and you guys might have something to say too, I want you to actually. I'm not being bossy, I just think it'd be great. But like the, we know the majority of our listeners have a child with Down syndrome, Mm -hmm. and I've seen a lot of people on social in the last few days who have a child with Down syndrome feeling real passionately about this, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important to use our voices but to use them really well, you know, yeah. and yeah. to use them yeah. full of grace. And, um, and we, none of us want to shame anybody. We all, I think at the root of it, we freaking love our kids and yeah. we want a better world for them and we want a better outcome. And we want news medias to say like if for a new parent with a big platform, that right. gets a diagnosis for everyone around to be like, Whoa, this is really exciting. This is going to be great. Let me show you these dozen or two dozen or 50 or a hundred different people in the social sphere who have a child with Down syndrome who are showing you what it's like, you know? You know? Right. Um, it almost goes so. back to that episode we did, um, like our abortion episode. If we worked harder to show support of what that would look like for your child to be in this world, because that's everything we fear we a lot of the lot fears of the, are how, yes, others, how others how the world's going to treat our child you know so if we the media spent more time or if we all band together spent more time right, talking right, about right, that right. how far we'd come that sure. that article i wrote when ace was 3 months old i was just looking back at it today and you know and that and, and i talked a lot in it about like people saying all that matters is that your baby's healthy. And, and I kind of came to this ending. I'm just going to read this tiny bit that said, here's what's, here's what matters. Not that my child has down syndrome, not that he is healthy or unhealthy, not 
whether my tiny pregnant belly was cute or whether Ace is an adorable baby. Instagram likes will stop one day. My pregnant belly has turned into a normal soft postpartum middle. Health doesn't last, does it? What matters is how we receive each other, how we receive the ones we've been given to love. And I think that that, I think that like plays out into not just the kids that we've been given, but um, also what we were talking about, about our responsibility online and as Mm -hmm. a community, who we want to be and um, how do we receive even the, the statements that just like make us want to blow up the, the people online who just don't get it and how do we move around in our circles Mm -hmm. to shift that, that narrative and Mm -hmm. how are we receiving our children and how are we we receiving each other? Mm -hmm. So good. And, and the people I've learned the most from on how to do that well happen to have down syndrome. Oh, totally. And which is why I just celebrate the diagnosis. Like I, I just don't know a group of people who are better at embracing humanity. Um, Mm. It's goals, you know, hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. Um, I forgot to ask you girls, but I checked your guys' accounts. Did you guys end up writing a post about it? No. No, no. No. I haven't either. Not Not yet. yet. It's coming Coming tonight. (laughs) Just kidding. Is it? Are you fired up? (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys ever think about that? Do you ever like, I, I, I kind of rarely... I, I just, I don't know. That's not, this has been such a blessing and an outlet for me to talk about these things because I'm not a journalist. I'm not a very good blogger, but I also sometimes in these kind of topics, I don't know what to post about. And I'm like, Ooh, am I being an advocate? But I also think sometimes advocating doesn't mean always having to weigh in on everything publicly. For sure. And in reading through all the comments on the post, I, I, put it down eventually and said to Josh, like, I'm out, I'm done. I'm not doing, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just often feel like the meaningful conversations, I don't feel like this. I know this. They're not happening on social media. And so Mm, they're not happening in the comment section of social media. Not that it's not valuable, not that there's not a space for it. I obviously believe that I'm very, we're all very much there, but these meaningful conversations, um, like, uh, you're not going to get through to the person who is commenting on everybody's comment in a way that's negative. Right. You know, right. and then it just feels like, let I'm out of here guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of feel that way too. Like the, the moments when I feel like, should I say something about this issue of the moment? Um, usually I come back to like, what, like what has the most power? And, you know, I think what, what has the most power in Hooray for Sunny and in The Lucky Few is is the just sharing this, the lives of your kids, is watching these mm. children live life. And, and over time, that transforms how people see Down syndrome. So mm. it's totally. not going to be because you made a big post about whatever people are talking about that's right. going to be transformative. The advocacy is happening under the under the radar to people's hearts as they encounter our kids right totally yeah 100 percent. and and also we recognize you know like we were doing a uh, show about this last minute on sure east coast mountain and hawaii, hawaii time, time. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of mercedes and needs to go to bed so it is now officially midnight yes and she's and, pregnant and- and no posting social media after midnight. I would love to see what what both of you, if you do end up posting something, I would love to see it. And I'm sure it would be beautiful. So okay. I, I'll, we'll see where we go in the next couple of days. We'll see where we go. Okay. Um, I'm going to, we need to do some good news on the, on this note. Three of us need to come in with some good news. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back with some good news. Okay, friends, we are back. And before we jump into some good news, we wanted to share a really great post on Instagram. Uh, yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, talk, going back just a second, talking about like when I was reading through all the posts and I kind of had to stop and take a breath because 
I felt there was anger. I felt like there was knee jerk reactions and I kind of was yearning for some grace. Like I just needed that for this situation. And I just thought it was so neat to hear from a dad's perspective. Um, cause most of the moms that I follow and that follow me are moms. <laughs> so, um, uh, it was by the house of Wheeler, her husband, Jordan, wrote this and I just thought it was really sweet. So for my good news, I'm just giving him a shout out cause I liked it. Um, okay. First and foremost, congrats on your baby. And I'm so excited for you all on a more personal note. I would like to share my thoughts and story for all those who care to read, because the more I learned about their story, the more I realized how close it was to mine. We tried for a very long time to have a baby, and after many prayers and tears, we were blessed with Treg. When I first found out that there was a good possibility of our little one having Down syndrome, I remember vividly crying so hard as I told our family, I just want him to be healthy. I'm so scared, and I don't know what I'm going to do. When the East family got the same news, they also, I'm sure, were scared and only wanted the best for their child. It wasn't until after we had Treg that I was able to realize how amazing and incredibly blessed we were to have him in our lives. I can't speak on their behalf, but I'm sure if their little one did have Down syndrome, they too would have welcomed him with the open heart and arms while also realizing how incredibly lucky they were. A lot of times we can't truly understand certain things without going through them. We are in no place to judge others. And lastly, I'm so happy that they're finally getting the blessing that they had been praying for. Parenthood is, in my opinion, a blessing beyond any others, regardless of who the Lord has blessed us with. That was that. And I just really liked it because I, um, it was neat to hear from a dad. And then it was just, I don't know. Like I said, it brought the humanity back to the true feelings, but also as us parents, as the lucky few know that there is a blessing. And so I love that. I love their account that they share. Um, and hopefully we can sprinkle that all around the world that people don't have to go through it to understand that feeling, you know? Well, well, that's Mercedes good news. And I think that we need to bring it into a song. So (laughs) Mercedes shared some good news and so will we now too. We all have some good news today. So how are you? Good news. (laughs) Good news, good news, good news. We got to have that every time. That's a new song. You know, I've had a few weeks off to really come up with it. I've been working hard. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are hilarious. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Hey, Heather, what's your good news? Okay. Coming at us. You guys, this is going to show some real irresponsibility on my part, but I don't know <laughs> if I shared this on the last episode. And here it goes again. Okay, being in Hawaii, being on vacation is super fun with kids because they have a lot of opportunity to do big, brave things. Um, And we went and took this long drive up towards Hana. We don't go all the way to Hana because in my opinion, it's too long of a drive. But Mason was adamant on swimming in a waterfall. I had mentioned it. Did I say this? I don't know if you listened to last episode. No, I listened to it and um, you didn't say say anything about the waterfall. Okay, good, okay, Perfect. So, she, we, I had something about, we might see waterfalls and then she's like, where's a waterfall for miles. And we saw one off the side of the road. We passed it cause it came up quick and then we're like, ah, and we turned around, parked and we walked down and Mason, you guys know, is our very cautious, timid girl. She's not our adventurous one. And she just took off her dress and walked straight into the waterfall That's pool. Awesome. Like no big deal. <laughs> oh, and Mason. plus girlfriend's not a strong swimmer yet. And she's, this trip though, also she swam in the deep end, the shorter length of the pool. You know what I mean? Like, like from deep yes, end to deep yeah. end. Yes. The whole way across and I was sitting out watching. So this is not too good news. And I'm like, her face gets a little bit panicked in the middle as she gets up for a breath. And I'm like ready to jump in, but she made it all the way across. It was awesome. It was awesome. But 
She's just like hanging out in the waterfall, not wanting Josh to hold her, but as soon as he lets go, she's just going straight to the pond. <laughs> um, she was so great. Josh and I both looked at each other like, this is amazing. I thought she'd be, it's freezing cold. The water's so cold. We thought she'd be terrified and she just like, boop, into the waterfall. I love that. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. I love how summer just brings out, I just always feel like you rest your brain from school and your body just does new things. Yes. And, and I feel like I just love getting to see that in all my kids. Just mm -hmm. the, the growth and the challenges they overcome and getting stronger and all those things. That's so fun. Yeah, me too. Do you have some good news then? Yeah, I do. I mean, so I was gone from ACE for 13 days, you guys. Whoa. And he stayed with my mom and dad and his big brother, Brooksy, and they, he did amazing. I he did that. so great. That's great. so long. It's so long. And I would just, just was dying for him. But um, he was okay. And I was okay. And I had an amazing trip with my husband to celebrate our 15th anniversary. So And fun. I was just so proud of him for um, being flexible and having fun with his family and getting to have grandma time and grandpa time. So it was good news that's huge good news that's huge yeah that is amazing yeah. i love it uh well friends if you have good news will you please head over to our website theluckyfewpodcast.com at the very top you will see a phone number that i don't have memorized in my head right now but one day that's gonna be our goal guys that's our iep goal oh <laughs> i could write a song about it the number okay, could you because i'm terrible with numbers okay we're gonna memorize the phone number but also it's no big deal for y'all to go to luckyfewpodcast.com, <laughs> find the number and call in and leave us some good news. We'd love to hear from you. And we know that you guys all have a dozen to one million dozen good news a day. So if yeah. you could do that, please, friends. And a big thank you, as always, to our editor and producer, Andy Lara, and our producer, Val Schleider. Um, we are so thankful for all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Um, and we are always looking for new sponsors. We have some rad sponsors all the time. We're grateful for them. If you think that you have a product or a business or an anything that, you, that our audience would love, which you do, because we have the best audience around, um, mm -hmm. go ahead and reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. And then listeners, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps other folks find us, and it's super important, so do that as soon as you're done listening. And remember that you, listener out there, supporting your loving with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth, and you are a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We here are Woo! cheering for you. Woo! We will see you next week on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye! 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 Thanks for listening to Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.